Hello and welcome to the Food to Freedom podcast. The aim of this podcast is to help you improve your relationship with food, eating and your body so you can live a healthy, happy and thriving life. If you enjoyed the podcast, then share it with the world. And if you want some support with your food and body freedom journey, then find more details in the show notes. Hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. I am very excited because today I'm not alone. It's not just me. Um, And I'm very happy to welcome my wonderful client, Eliza. Hello. Hi, Babs. And thank you so much for having me with you today. I'm really excited to be here. I'm so excited. This is my first episode that I'm doing with a client. And I think uh, we can help people understand a little bit better how the coaching process works. And we can also take this as an opportunity to reflect on your journey, which mm-hmm. was, you guys, it was amazing. Um, <laughs> I'm so proud of you for everything that you achieved. So it will be good for us to refresh our memories on our time spent together. Uh, but yeah, how are you doing? I'm really well, thank you. Um I've had a very big year, uh, got married, uh, raised a little dog and um, have been a lot kinder to myself, which uh, is all thanks to you. So thank you very much. Oh, my, it was my pleasure, honestly. And I love how you mentioned that. I think that was one of the big things um, when we first started working together. There were kind of three things uh, when you came to me that you wanted to focus on and yeah that uh was one of the big ones um your mm-hmm. self-talk and um, some limiting beliefs that we slowly challenged yeah exactly I mean um I came to you and I remember you asking me what I wanted to get out of this process and I definitely listed those three things so uh the first one was losing weight because I felt like I was in a, a spiral of um gaining weight um, emotional eating and looking after myself I wasn't looking after myself properly and I th- I very distinctly remember you swapping that list basically on its head because I started with the losing weight because that's what everyone thinks of right and and I only got to that third one because you kept asking me questions to get there and then stepped back and said hang on a second if you're looking after yourself better and if you're controlling your emotions you will naturally lose weight and that kind of actually blew my mind immediately (laughs) completely changed what I was thinking about at that point um and it gave me a lot of food for thought immediately so that was I knew I was in the right place when you said that yeah I think um people often thought when I think when they um that's usually the first thing why they contact a nutritionist or a personal trainer because they want to lose weight and in, in with most people I dig deeper it's like okay but mm-hmm. why is that an important goal for you and then we find reasons that are maybe not so obvious um so yeah I think that's an important part of the process and it's important to always keep on keep like, checking with yourself to yeah. see whether this is still a relevant goal whether this is still that you want to achieve and what's the maybe the deeper motivation the intrinsic motivation behind it and I remember actually we never really focused on the number on the scale no never 
this always came as a it just came as a byproduct of you taking better care um, of your habits yeah exactly um you're you're totally right I um I was I've always been a bit of a perfectionist um and you know I put a lot of pressure on myself society puts a lot of pressure on women as well but um I definitely put that pressure on myself I wanted to push really hard at work I wanted the career and that sort of thing and out of that I had left the basics behind getting enough sleep you know thinking about what I'm putting into my body um and actually having a bit of time to relax and wind down and I wasn't doing any of those things and that was the first point you put me through through I think we did a a food and feelings diary because I knew when I'm sat bored or when I'm stressed I kind of reach for something that's easy um to to eat rather than thinking about really what that was and I ended up snacking a lot through the day on pretty poor food um and I think it only took us about a week of that journaling to find out some of the triggers which is was quite entertaining but also yeah um really started to make me think a little bit more just taking a a pause and realizing this is the emotion that I'm feeling Mm -hmm. do I really want that chocolate bar (laughs) do I really want um you know the piece of toast purely because I haven't got anything else to do or because I don't feel like I can take the 15 minutes it would take to boil an egg or whatever because I'm so busy at work that I couldn't possibly take that time off. Um, and and yeah, I, you're, you were right a second ago when you said we never really looked at the number on the scales. I realised quite quickly that that wasn't what I wanted from this process. I really needed to reevaluate the way I was thinking and you definitely helped me guide through that for sure. Yeah, I remember before our first call, um, when you were sort of filling in um, the form about your goals and everything mm-hmm. you um, have tried in the past and what worked and what didn't, one of the things you said, I'm very good at taking care of myself and <laughs> being on top of things, on, on top of my healthy habits when I'm not busy. Yeah. But then when is that because we're all busy all the time aren't we mm-hmm. yep yeah you're so right um it's so funny because um yeah as soon as it gets busy things just fell away and actually it was quite hard admitting to myself I'm a full-grown adult but I, I I can't look after myself if that makes sense like I was very good at ticking things off and when I'm in a flow when I can I can I've got things that I need to do yes 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 I can do it and it, when it's going well it almost like bounces you up mm-hmm. and this is this is what the issue was is I couldn't bounce up I didn't have the energy I didn't have the willpower of what felt like the time and I almost needed to stop and take stock to stop the spirals getting as bad as they were because then it takes so much more effort to get back out of them um, I've never been one to sort of yo-yo diet, if that makes sense, anything like that. I just, and in fact, I was very proud of myself for never yo-yo dieting. But the point being is I wasn't ever dieting. I just wasn't eating well <laughs> mm-hmm. and I wasn't looking after myself. So um, yeah, it was it was definitely the process I needed to to get me onto a basically healthier track purely by reevaluating how I how I work as a as a person not what I should be doing if that makes sense yeah 
I think when I think it was the first week when we did the food and feelings diary and even before that I think you were quite aware um, mm. that sometimes food was there to fulfill a different need um, not just physical hunger which of mm. course that food will always have different yeah. um, roles in our lives and that's good but when when we talk about emotional eating if this is the only if food is the only source of relief then we might want to look at other strategies because we know mm -hmm. that yeah sure we might feel a little bit better for those few minutes when we reach for the food and we have it but then on top of obviously not dealing with the actual stressful situation we also feel the guilt for eating whatever it was that we ate um so mm. it's very it's a difficult circle to break sometimes yeah um you're right and i think i was aware of that i mean when i was growing up and i think we had a conversation about this at the time mm -hmm. um when i was poorly or um wasn't wasn't feeling particularly well my parents would then give you you know ice cream to make you feel better or um, we'd be left alone in the evening. Um, obviously, my sister was much older than me and we weren't left uh, abandoned. But like the going out fairy would come and you'd have a chocolate bar at the end of your bed. So all of these positive like reinforcements when you're feeling bad to get something sugary and sweet kind of was ingrained. And I didn't I didn't even process that. I just thought it was a really cute little thing that my parents did. Um, and not that then when I was feeling that way, where I was feeling low, that was one of the reasons that I was picking food of that category rather than I mean any anything else um so that was really interesting um and I think one of the first things that we actually looked at was stress coping mechanisms because I was finding work very stressful at the time I was working very long hours um and simple things or simple routines were what you were suggesting to me I remember focusing quite a lot on um, evening routine in particular to make sure I was getting good amounts of sleep um, and good quality sleep so I was waking up in the morning and feeling a little bit more energetic than I otherwise would um, and some of those were as simple as petting the dog um, having a bath <laughs> making sure I, I stepped away from my phone and not worrying about you know I have a few notifications I haven't read it doesn't matter that day push it back a day mm -hmm. um, and and also urge surfing was a big one right um just taking a breath realizing that emotion and taking 10 minutes to work out whether actually am i hungry is it just because that's happening or um do i actually really want to to eat that thing that i'm reaching for mm -hmm. um and again it was just the mindfulness of it i think like just being more aware um made a big, big impact on the shorter term that then allowed me to look at my habits more widely. So it was yeah. like baby steps to something bigger rather than looking at something bigger immediately. Yeah, I think that's really, really important. I often talk about creating more awareness around our habits, around our triggers. Mm -hmm. And I sometimes feel that people don't think that is enough. You know, they're like, yeah, being aware yeah okay I'm aware I'm, I eat too much I'm like yeah that's maybe not enough and they want something more like no tell me what I can eat and what I shouldn't eat and then I'll just follow that and why that's simply because it's like a 
well, paying more attention to what you're actually, to what's happening, I would say that's more difficult than me telling you exactly what to eat and what not to eat, which yeah. by the way, I would never do. Um, but that's much more difficult to actually look at your patterns, triggers, whatever it is that, you know, it requires certain courage um, and dedication to do that. Yeah. And um, one of the other things is that um, I was diagnosed with polycystic ovary syndrome, so PCOS, and I went to a theoretically specialized um, PCOS nutritionist before I came to you. And I was asked to download my fitness pal. I was tracking everything that I was eating. They were recommending specific project products and things and trying to reduce down my, my calorie intake um, to make me lose weight because I was look- they were looking for results. And I hated it because, as I said, I've never been a, a dieter. I, I've never worked in that way. Um, and I really, really struggled. And then I came to you. And as I say, I was I was focused on losing weight potentially because of that process. And actually, it was there was other things that were triggering for me to to move into that. But with PCOS, the reason I mention it is I also get really strong cravings at certain times in my cycle as well. And that was quite difficult because, again, if everything's going well, as we mentioned, I'm great. But then I have an energy dip naturally and I get those intense cravings and I feel like I'm failing because I'm not able to maintain those things and that led into my perfectionism and we cycled and so breaking that cycle was really really hard and I think um if I remember correctly that's why you pushed us into that psychological space Mm -hmm. much faster um though as you say I'm sure it's what you do with many a client um but it it suited me down to the ground basically like you 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 listened a lot in the beginning and very much gave my the advice based on my situation that week as well because mm-hmm. remember you being basically we, we spoke twice a week didn't we um and then I had a summary to fill out at the end of the week about how things were going what I was proud of that sort of thing and it did feel like you were almost my personal coach at the same time if that makes sense sorting sorting my life out um mm-hmm. not just my nutrition um because that's what I needed and that's what I, I'm always going to be really grateful for so Thanks again. I know I've said it already, but I'm going to say it again and I will continue to say it. You're very welcome. No, it, it really was such a pleasure to see the journey, to support you through it. And yeah, I mean, you were very dedicated. Um, so, of course, in the end, it was all your hard work. I was just there to guide you and ask the right questions. Um, but you are right. Sometimes it's people think about like nutrition and I know that a lot of nutritionists do work like that they work with either my fitness pal or whatever tracking it is they use they give you your calories your macros and off you go maybe Mm -hmm. they are a little bit better they'll educate you on how you might want to fill those macros but that's about it but for me the thing is nutrition food the relationship we have with food and with our bodies it affects all areas of our lives so we can't then just focus on one small thing which is like nutrition in isolation and not look at anything else and that's exactly what happened with your previous nutritionist so if i was the same i would essentially in the best case scenario i would leave you the same in the worst case, I would leave you worse off because it wasn't just 
yeah, like I, you said that at some point, you're like, mm, you didn't just tell me, yeah, you're eating too much, you need to eat less. But no, we looked at sleep, we looked at stress, and because we saw, okay, mm. yes, when you're tired, the cravings are even worse. So we need to, and then what's the point of me telling you, yeah, just don't have that? Mm. Okay, we're, we still haven't sorted anything, we haven't looked at the actual source of you feeling those cravings um getting those cravings so yeah i think we often discussed things that were not necessarily for someone who doesn't who's purely focused on food um yeah. yeah we often looked at things that weren't necessarily directly linked to that but actually they had more to do with it than you might think so yeah i think um that's kind of I know people sometimes cringe at the work but at the word holistic but um that's sort of the thing that I believe um creates that long-term change and mm. uh, well yeah when you first came to me um I don't necessarily know that well I'm not sure if that's what you expected um probably not <laughs> <laughs> well because of my past experience I didn't really know what to expect I knew that you had a different approach and that's what obviously I came to you about um but you never really know until you try right and yeah um all I can say is you absolutely lived up to any form of expectations I did have um and then some there was a lot that we had that I wasn't expecting talking to me about work boundaries because I work was working massively long hours like if you're gonna work those hours why aren't you taking your hour lunch that is a non-negotiable that allows you the space to be able to think about and make a meal rather than snacking and allows you to stand outside for 10 minutes in the sun and get some vitamin D. Mm -hmm. Mind blowing. It, it changed everything because I was still working 16 hours a day, potentially, but that break in the middle meant that I was going back and feeling more refreshed afterwards. And it was giving me some sense of, self if that makes sense which then opened me up to setting more boundaries and opened me up to doing more things and working on my morning routine and getting out and walking my dog and feeling like I'm starting the day having already ticked a bunch of things off that you wouldn't think are necessarily necessary but it's really important for me so um, it definitely created a positive spiral of things and I think at one point we talked about um like bundling things together as well so now I listen to a podcast when I walk the dog and then once that podcast is over I play songs that make me happy really loudly and I'm walking around a field singing and again it just builds my positivity up to then be like right I can face the day I can do what I need to do I'm gonna be I'm gonna be great and it stops me then going I'm gonna sleep in I'm late, I'm stressed, I'm going to grab something quick for breakfast because I'm panicking that I don't have time before my first meeting. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a whole it's a whole different um, perspective. Mm -hmm. And these, all the things that you're mentioning are already like little um, stress management mm. um, tools as well. So when you create that, um, I always forget that word, what it is, uh, like when you have a group of tools. Um, anyway, um, 
So you, yeah, you create that. I'm just going to say that when you create a group of tools that you can use um, for stress management, then it is much less likely that your only uh, source of stress relief will be food. Mm. Have all these other things that you recognize actually benefit you more than reaching for food ever would. Um, and yeah, I'm obviously we're not here saying that we will never emotionally eat or we will never grab a chocolate bar when we're stressed. Of course not. But we'll. it's something that I mentioned as well to you when we started the process. It's all just feedback and mm. it's all an opportunity to learn. I don't like to talk about these things as failures because it's just like, okay, cool. This situation happened. I was stressed and I ate something that... I now recognize wasn't the best for me. What can I learn from it? How would I ideally respond the next time something similar happens? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I had a chocolate yesterday because I was feeling stressed. Um, so yeah, I, I would never say that I'm perfect. It's not like it's something that needs to be cured, right? Um, it's something that when you are feeling stressed and I've taken that moment to think, do I actually want to eat this? And sometimes the answer is yes, and that's okay. <laughs> And it, it's it's such a big shift because then a lot of the time before I'd be I'd have had a really bad day the day before the next day I'd be like right I'm going to start again it's a new day it's a new starting point I'm going to be great I get really stressed I'm reaching for that it, well it quite often was a chocolate bar um and I'd be saying I'm failing because mm-hmm. I'm eating something I shouldn't be eating. I had a really bad day yesterday. Today I should be better. And so again, the the mindset was a lot of negative self-talk. Like I shouldn't be wanting this. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't be so stressed. I need to, I need to sort myself out. And actually sometimes, I mean, you can't live a life without chocolate. (laughs) What what is, that is not a life I want to live. But yeah, it's it was changing my mindset about it as well and not thinking about what I can take away, but add in. So a lot of what we also talked about was, yeah, is is thinking about the balance on the plate, right? And and instead of having a, a whole pizza, pizza each, me and my other half, we have half a pizza and then we put a salad and veggies on the side. And I love that so much right now. And I never thought I would say that because I don't know I just never thought I'd say that and um here we are and that is our standard go-to when we have a pizza now like it it just became a habit that I don't want to change um and I'm never I'm never not going to eat chocolate but I don't see it as a failure anymore yeah I think that's that was the huge thing and to be fair it is with a lot of um with a lot of us especially with people with perfectionist tendencies which I mean both of us are (laughs) in that category Uh, (laughs) I think challenging that all or nothing thinking was huge and Mm. it is for a lot of clients um, because we're we think oh we're either on track or we're off track we maybe had that chocolate bar well okay I messed up my day now so it doesn't matter anymore I can I'll just have whatever and tomorrow is a new day 
And it's exactly what you were saying. Now it's okay, cool. I had this chocolate bar, fine, but I move on. It's yeah. a chocolate bar. Um, yeah, my um my previous experience with um my fitness pal, I remember like I wasn't putting everything in because I wanted to hit the calorie. Do you see what I mean? Like I was trying to be a perfectionist even in that. So I started off obviously with every intention, but it just got worse and worse because there were so many days I wasn't hitting it. And I it kind of reinforced it and taking that away and just going, it's okay. It it was it was such a big change for me. And it really started to push things forward. And the other thing we talked about is obviously movement, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did a lot of sport when I was younger. I was playing hockey sort of eight times a week. It was probably slightly unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I didn't feel like I had the time to do any form of exercise at all when we were talking. Um, and I was really excited because my dog was quite young um, to start getting out for some walks and and kind of having that external factor that was going to push me to to do something um, because I'm very poor at motivating myself from inside, if that makes sense. Um, and we started small and then I had more energy and I was more excited. So I started trying gym classes and I wanted to try lots of different things to see what I could I, I got stuck with, if that makes sense, as in what what I wanted to do regularly. And um, I did trail running. I tried a zero to 5K, um, tried boxer size, and they were great fun. But I did ultimately go back to hockey, but at a less stressful level that allows me to just go and run around with some friends and have a laugh. And, and, and that has made such a big difference to my own sort of... Um, mental health I think because I'm actually getting out and enjoying myself um and so I have to finish work at six on a Wednesday because I've got to get over to train and that sort of thing and it helped build those boundaries so it wasn't about you know earning food or because I need to because my cardiovascular health it was building the positive life balance Mm -hmm. and excitement to go get out the house um and that sort of thing that makes you enjoy life yeah, I love that. And I remember we spoke about when you said, oh, maybe now I'm ready to start talking about movement and how we mm-hmm. can that into uh, my daily life. And I remember saying, okay, what what sort of thing do you, do you enjoy? And we, mm-hmm. well, you found something that you actually liked. I remember we spoke about that social element, element of, yeah. it, of exercise. You really enjoyed that. So yeah. Um, it was just okay let's find something that you actually enjoy and I think that's key if we want to create a long-term habit a long-term change Mm -hmm. we need to make it enjoyable otherwise you know that's how our brain works um we want enjoyable things in life so when movement is thought of something that we do as a punishment because we ate something or as a way for us to earn something that we are going to eat or whatever punishment it is maybe we step on the scale in the morning and we see a number we don't like and then we're like oh today i need to go running and we'll never be able to enjoy exercise this way so finding activities you enjoy is really really important and i'm very glad that you found that yeah the social element is a is a big thing for me um I, I knew I wasn't going to be able to just go to a gym and do weights or whatever. I I, I like that social interaction. I also, again, it's the extreme, um, ex- I can't say the word now, like external 
factors that yeah. also push me to to go as well so um yeah it was always going to have to be a team sport it was always going to have to be something where um I'm always being held accountable outside of myself mm-hmm. um but as I say it's not about being accountable to do lots of extra effort and work and things it's just about turning up when you're having a bad day um and as soon as I'm there I'm so appreciative that someone has pushed me to go if you see what I mean because I have a laugh I hit, hit a ball around a pitch and get some <laughs> anger out if needs be and yeah and see my friends every week which I wasn't doing you know post-covid and stuck in the house working from home like it it you forget how much you need people sometimes mm-hmm. oh for sure yeah you kind of just oh well I don't need to go there I'll just stay at home because that's where I'm fine but yeah. no, we are social beings and sometimes we need to um challenge ourselves uh, ourselves and realize that actually that's what we need and mm-hmm. we work and we function better when we have good social relationships um that's just it's it's really important um we can't really be complete i don't think we can be complete human beings uh, without that and if we want to talk i like um um, the expression flourishing health and having uh, quality relationships with others um, is part of that so very good there was one other thing that I just quickly wanted to touch on as well and it was <laughs> obviously we were talking about how at the time and probably still now um, you were incredibly busy stressed you had I mean um, a booming career, um, and you, you still do. Uh, so it was important for us to also just put in certain plans, uh, make sure that we had some non-negotiables in place, like um, having a balanced breakfast, because we knew this was really important to set you up for the day. Uh, do you remember if there was anything else um, in terms of uh, planning that really helped? yeah um you're right because it was almost like when I am busy I need things that I can fall back on that's already been done so that it's making life easier I don't have to take make a decision I don't have to to do those things so one of the things we definitely talked about was um building um meal plans Mm -hmm. um not to the level of like it's going to be these three vegetables and that kind of thing but having a plan on the fridge is we've got a whiteboard And it's what my breakfast, what my lunch and what my dinner will roughly look like and thinking about how I'm going to fit in my fruits and veggies for the day. How am I going to like, when am I going to have the chicken that's in the fridge that needs to be used? Just simple things like that. Just it really helped to also build a bit of excitement because I've got something fun that's going to be had on the Thursday. But actually, that was a big one. Talking of Thursdays, my partner and I, we know that by the time Thursday comes around, we're both we're both shattered we're not going to be able to create an amazing hour-long meal. Um, And so we bought pre-cut frozen vegetables. We bought, um, you know, we we buy chicken diced now. It's a little bit more expensive, but it means that we're actually going to use it rather than it sitting in the fridge and not going. And we create something really simple and quick from those things so that we don't have to sit and and do all of the chopping and things because we know that Thursdays are going to be our kryptonite of where the takeaways would normally have come in and that sort of thing and again sometimes we still do have a takeaway and that's okay but we we plan it so instead of it being based on how tired we're feeling 
or how emotionally stressed we've been at that day, we know that on Sunday we're going to have this takeaway and we're going to be with friends or whatever. But the rest of the week, we know that we're going to have what meals we're going to have, basically. Yeah. Um, And it takes away the feeling guilty because you're failing and it takes away from that, but it builds into my perfectionism as well because I know what's coming and I know that planning kind of tick 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 we did that but also relatively flexible in it as well for the fact that especially with dinners if we don't fancy one of the dinners that night because things change you swap it Mm -hmm. but you've got another meal that you know you've got all of the ingredients for and we've been for the food shop with a shopping list that has all of those things and it just it helps to shake things up but feel still feel like you're in control yeah yeah I love that and I think planning is I think is one of the most important things because we like we were saying we live really fast-paced lives and Mm. it's so easy in this world where temptation is all around us to give in that and sometimes you know when you're tired stressed of course you want something easy um but if you have, like you, you were saying, if you're ready for that, because you know that Thursdays will come and you probably won't have the energy to plan or do or make something nice that evening. But if you already know what you're making and if it's some frozen veg and chicken, ugh, perfect. I mean, mm. that maybe takes, what, 10 minutes to make yeah. and you've sorted, you've nourished your body and that's it. And that's, I, I mean, I'm a big advocate for easy meals. I just, I don't personally... Mm enjoy cooking so um, <laughs> having those easy meals that you know are um I guess feeling that need for proper uh for fueling your body properly um that's I mean that's perfect if that's in um in check and um, there was another thing I wanted to say with that is um when you plan for the week or at least you know the main meals that instantly frees up some brain space so we reduce that mental fatigue and all the decisions that we have to make weekly daily um and then it just makes it easier because we have more mental space to deal with other things that come our way yeah exactly and actually um that reminds me of something that you advised which we have used ever since and hopefully will continue to use where we have days now where on a Tuesday I am in charge of everything to do with the house so I'm looking after the dog I'm making dinner and clearing up and tidying and that sort of thing so that my partner has the space that he does not have to think about anything at all that is his day his evening to do whatever he likes and he actually ends up going and playing five-a-side football and then going to the pub and but he he knows that that's okay and that's his time and I have the same on a Wednesday so he does all of the cooking, he does all the tidying, he looks after the dog and I can do whatever I like. So again, I, I go to hockey, but then I come home and I have a bath and I watch something trashy on TV. Mm-hmm. And again, I know that everything is taken care of and it gives me that mental break in the middle of the week that allows me to then continue on and and, in, and feel good, if that makes sense. And honestly, it's made such a big difference. And now we also have Sunday movie nights, which is like a little date at home and make popcorn and and that sort of thing and again it was about creating something that was sustainable but also that we don't have to think about um it it makes such a big difference to 
to how our weeks go and things fly by as you say we have very busy lives but having that space on a personal level as well has made a big difference to how I look after myself too yeah you're right self-care is the way to go I mean people often talk about self-care as oh you know if you don't um what is it you can't pour from an empty glass isn't that yes that's it yeah but and that's true of course um but it also creates this thing oh you you first need to deserve self-care but no you need Mm self-care regardless of what other people need from you sometimes putting yourself first is very important and I remember we spoke about that early on as well because at work you know you have really important responsibilities um you have people that of course you care about and you need to take care of as well um professionally um and so you sometimes forget about putting yourself first and I think um that was one of my missions when we started (laughs) well here things will be different here we are putting you first um so yeah I'm really glad that we managed to do that yeah honestly because sometimes self-care feel you feel guilty it feels like you're being selfish and that's why we implemented or you suggested we implement the days because it takes away the guilt the expectation is already there that you shouldn't be doing any of those things and and it's it's helped us to to build that together mm-hmm. which is awesome and you, you're right because yeah otherwise you end up kind of going well I kind of need this time to decompress but there's this and this and this on the list and you know my partner's gonna be annoyed that I haven't done anything today and it spirals into you having like 20 minutes here and there and then you're never actually feeling better so yeah it's it's made a big a big difference to my life for sure and that and the stop think the planning a little bit of exercise enjoying things and and the main thing to go back to where we started was the shift of outlook on from losing weight into what is actually causing me to have the habits I'm having and how do we move towards those and it's been um it's been a a really big long journey and obviously there's still more that will always be able to be done always but I'm definitely on a much much more positive chart and I'm in a much better healthier happier to be honest happier place um because of our conversations and the the guidance that you gave me so I'm gonna say it again Babs (laughs) thank you um you made such a big difference and I couldn't I couldn't imagine what my life would be if we hadn't been through that journey if we hadn't have had all of those conversations and you hadn't given me that guidance so yeah forever grateful well me too because this is in the end it's a two-way process always and as much as I guided you I also learned a lot um, myself and yeah it was just a very very pleasant time that we spent together it was it was great I loved working with you and it's so nice that after all this time we know that we built some habits and we created uh not created is not the word um uh maybe it is created some skills no what do you do with skills you build them uh (laughs) uh, that we build skills that 
you can rely on forever. They are there in your toolbox. That's what I was going to say <laughs> earlier. It's not a group of tools. <laughs> toolbox. Um, yeah, so these things that don't come with you tracking macros. These yeah. are skills that you can take with you forever. And you are, like you were saying, it's creating that flexibility as well and knowing, okay, life never stays the same. Mm. Things change, jobs change, personal situations change and being able to through to look through your toolbox and seeing, oh, actually, I've been through something similar before and I tried this and it worked. Let me try that again. And always coming at it from a perspective of it's a it's a challenge it's something that it maybe we can take it as an experiment and just see what happens and then adapt as we go and like you said just not thinking of it as failure anymore um but rather as a learning opportunity and i know how it sounds i know people might listen to this and be like oh my god how do i get there um it's a process it doesn't yeah change overnight that's for sure yeah it's one it's try one thing at a time and some of those things you might do for a couple of weeks and it allows you to be at a place where you can then try something different and you don't have to do 10 different things at once like um I definitely where I try to be more healthy before I spoke to you I would try and do more walking eat more healthily cut out the the chocolate um, you know hit the boundaries and trying to do it all at once and you I, I just burnt out after a week or two and it, it's not it's not about that it's I'm feeling stressed at this point in time what's going to reduce my stress going for a walk and just then getting yourself into a slightly better position to then do something better to then do something better um and and see how it goes and having those things in the that you can fall back on as you say it's um big difference yeah, exactly. And it's, again, the the thing of consistency, right? And also mm-hmm. going back to uh, perfectionists. If you set yourself little goals to tick off and you're able to keep doing that and building on that, that will be much more motivating than setting yourself up with all these things. Oh, yeah, I'm going to go uh, for an hour walk every day. I'm going to meal prep all my meals on Sundays and whatever else you might want to add there. And then you don't manage to take all of that off. Well, you're probably not going to feel great about yourself. Um, just again, and then you're feeding into that mentality of, yeah, I'm a failure. Well, no, you're not. You just need some better um, strategies for building new habits. And that's, I mean, I'm very big on taking it one step at a time, small things, and ticking those off and then building on that. Um, so, yeah, perfect. Um, I really enjoyed this conversation. Did you want to add anything else? Um, did we forget anything? Uh, no. All I would say is to anyone listening to this, if you haven't worked with Babs yet, you should. She's mm-hmm. fabulous. Um, uh, yeah, I couldn't recommend it highly enough. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say, I think. Thank you very much. Um, I loved this conversation and our work together. It's honestly one of the best things to see when clients are still doing so well after quite a while. Um, Mm -hmm. 
it's been since we worked together um and it's great you are an amazing person and a very strong woman and yeah love you very much thank, thank you, you for this conversation i really enjoyed it and i hope everyone who's listening um has learned something new maybe you got some new ideas for how you can go about uh changing your habits as always if you need support you'll find all the details in the episode notes and if you have any questions for me or for eliza feel free to message me and i'll pass them on um but for now thank you very much eliza uh, for your time and for everyone else i hope you enjoyed it and take care i hope you enjoyed this episode if you think someone else might benefit from it then please share it with them Thank you for listening and I'll catch you at the next one.